Welcome to the History of North America. I'm Mark Vinette. Let's start this episode by addressing an email comment from Pam, one of our listeners from Watertown, Massachusetts. Hello, Mark. I'm enjoying your history of North America, as I'm always interested in undercovered ancient histories. Pam goes on to ask me about the recent Cortez episodes and the source of the LibriVox historical tales. When I turn to outside sources, rest assured, Pam, that I always provide the source during the program, or, as is the case for the Cortez episodes, in the show notes. Charles Morris, the author of these particular stories, was an early 20th century American journalist, novelist, and writer of popular historical textbooks. He also compiled a series of historical tales of retold legends and historical events meant to be read for enjoyment rather than used as textbooks. I pick and choose, amongst his multi-volume opus, the best, most relevant, and interesting tales to share with my audience, including the fascinating stories about Hernán Cortés. So far, the reaction to these compelling works has been very positive. I'm glad you all enjoy them. Of course, these gripping tales must be placed in the context of their author's time, place, and biases. Does he possess the absolute truth regarding these events? Of course not. He is but one qualified voice interpreting the past, albeit, one must say, with dramatic flair, flowery prose, exalted lofty language, skillful verbiage, and panache. I enjoy discovering and sharing with you the wide variety of unique historical points of view, opinions, interpretations, and presentation styles of past and present authors, historians, commentators, and fellow podcasters. Objectivity remains any historian's ultimate but purely unattainable goal. No matter how hard one tries, life's many experiences and influences inevitably and most often unconsciously lead all spectators, reporters, and historians towards undeniable and universally natural human subjective traits. With this in mind, I nevertheless attempt, in good faith, to take it upon myself to explain events and attitudes as they were, and not as one might wish them to have been. Also, I attempt to avoid the oversimplification of causes. Rarely is one event the direct cause of only or simply one other event. Situations and occurrences usually arise due to a variety and multitude of reasons that uncover and give the best and fullest understanding of what happened. We live in an age of negative and anti-Eurocentric interpretations of history. I find it interesting to sometimes shake things up a bit and turn to a more classic style with a positive and traditional viewpoint. Always remember, folks, the truth is rarely located at the extremes. It is most often found near the middle or center. Thanks for the good question and keen observations, Pam, and keep on loving history. This note was sent to me by W.Q. from Venezuela. Dear Mark, my young nephew asked me, why are the great Mesoamerican civilizations not as well known around the world as the Romans or Greeks? I answered my curious nephew that it might be because ancient Mesoamerican cultures were isolated and thus unknown to the rest of the world until relatively recently whereas the Romans and Greeks have been written about extensively for over 2,000 years and greatly influenced the emergence of later European powers. P.L. from Romania posted this thesis, quote, We constantly reinvent historical figures to suit our own times. 
The challenge is to avoid layering back onto history our own particular experience, bias, and evaluation. While some modern students of history genuinely try to be unbiased, it is inevitable that they will slant the narrative at points. When offering mere opinion, they should preface it with a warning. Infrequent side comments can still color the material. Even what adjectives they pick reveal a bias. End quote. And now, let's explore the difference between the Aztec names Moctezuma and Montezuma. PG commented on Facebook, Who is Montezuma? The Aztec emperor was Moctezuma. Listener CC added, It made me so sad about Moctezuma and how the Spanish fooled him. Moctezuma was before Montezuma, I think. Actually, Moctezuma, born in circa 1466, has many variant spellings and pronunciations, including Montezuma. North Americans are generally more familiar with Montezuma. This legendary Mesoamerican ruler is also referred to retroactively by historians as Moctezuma II, Emperor of the Aztec Empire, who reigned until his death in 1520. What about the Marines hymn? asks Staff Sergeant D.R. of the U.S. Marine Corps via Instagram. What a fun question, and I can almost hear everyone humming along to the Marines' hymn's opening line from the Halls of Montezuma, which refers to the Battle of Chapultepec in Mexico City during the Mexican-American War, which began in 1846. The battle was part of the successful American campaign to take Mexico City. Montezuma was at that time the Mexican governmental palace or castle on a hill near the center of Mexico City founded by the Aztecs and built up by the Spaniards. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-218-6010. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-218-6010. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-218-6010. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. KK from Pakistan concludes, History is not a zero-sum game. One does not have to hate the Spanish Empire in order to love the native Mesoamerican empires. Both empires can be appreciated and criticized simultaneously. LXA propounded on the dissemination of knowledge, saying, It is important and useful to triangulate historical sources to arrive at the most objective and truthful version of events. And now, a few comments, considerations, and reviews about this series, starting with listener ZWG, who, after listening to Episode 7, sadly informs us that, in the not-too-distant future, Mesa Verde National Park in Colorado will be closed to tourists. The many years of walking in and around the ancestral Puebloan ruins has caused irreparable damage, prompting petitions by archaeologists to close them. 
Award-winning and Hall of Fame podcasting legend Dave Jackson of the School of Podcasting recently complimented my show's audio quality during one of his broadcasts, exclaiming, You sound fantastic, Mark. Keep up the great work. Thanks, Dave. Check out Dave's show, episodes 785 and 790, which generously feature a few of my comments regarding the world of podcasting. SG from Houston, Texas emailed, I'm happy to hear about your program's growth. You have a great show. I definitely enjoy it. Referring to our deep dive into the life and deeds of Christopher Columbus, T.Y. penned the following from Greece. It is commonly said that Columbus discovered America. It would be more accurate, perhaps, to say that he introduced the Americas to Western Europe during his four voyages to the region between 1492 and 1502. PayPal donor VB from Scotland, who listens on CastBox, opines, I enjoy how you impart history, Mark, in a friendly and positive way. Your episodes are evergreen and very enjoyable. Here is M.A. on Twitter. I just gave you a well-deserved five-star rating. Thanks, Mark, for not adding annoying background music and distracting sound effects to your programs. Patreon member JW, who watches the videocast versions of each episode, sent this nice email. Episode 40 was very good. A bit of everything. It's amazing that you have so many viewers and listeners all over the world. Well done. Episode 41 was a fascinating story, but it's hard to imagine how all these historical anecdotes were documented. Episode 43 was so interesting. Spices were very important at that stage in time, as they used them to preserve food. Episode 44 claims that La Florida explains the name of the state of Florida for all its lovely flowers. And as an annual visitor to the beautiful Sunshine State, I can personally attest of its floral splendor. Episode 48 was so interesting. I really like all the pictures and illustrations that you add to the story in your video presentation. Nicely done. I recall the series of battles in episode 49 and also remember the name Montezuma and his dealings with Cortez. It's a wonder that Cortez lived to be 62 after all he went through. Well, thanks, JW. You are a valued Patreon member. When joining our History of North America Patreon group, you will receive as a welcome gift an ebook titled The Maesta Panels, an exciting international historical mystery and suspense thriller authored by yours truly. Our patrons also receive many other membership benefits, including a special bonus episode titled Canada and the American Civil War, Mel Gibson's apocalypto film Unabridged Interview, a Christopher Columbus and Genoa, Italy unabridged discussion, an extended version of the 1494 Treaty of Tordesillas conversation, the surprising origin of our series opening and closing theme music, and an opportunity to earn a painting from our commissioned Patreon history art collection. To gain exclusive access to bonus episodes, ad-free content, and extra materials, join our growing community on patreon.com slash markvinette. We now have listeners and viewers in almost 100 countries and continue to climb the ranking charts of many nations, reaching number 8 in Nigeria and number 6 in Guatemala. Thank you to my many astute, erudite, and intellectually hungry listeners and viewers. I owe you all a debt of gratitude. 
I am honored and privileged that my series has found a sympathetic and engaged audience around the world. I'm Mark Vinette, and I hope you'll join me next time. Doctors endorse it, nutritionists recommend it, and customers love it. Calotrin Healthy Weight Loss. Ron in Texas lost 35 pounds. Marie in Pennsylvania lost 117 pounds with Calotrin. Diane not only lost weight, but she also found relief from arthritis. Lynn lost over 45 pounds. Calotrin contains collagen, the most abundant protein naturally occurring in the human body which decreases as we age. Taking Calitrin promotes better sleep, more energy, less joint pain, and best of all, weight loss. Calitrin has an amazing 86% success rate with their 90-day supply. And this week, take advantage of their President's Day sale. Buy the 90-day supply and get an extra month free plus free shipping. Ordering is so easy. Just text the word HISTORY to the code 30605 and we'll send you a link to this special offer. Again, text history that's H I S T O R Y using the code 30605.